Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is from a recent message given by our pastor, Dennis Fountain. We hope this sermon will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. The invitation is to come. Tonight, the title of the entire presentation has been The Story. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a time in your life, maybe it's when you were a kid on the playground. How many of you can remember that far back? (laughs) Maybe it's when you were a kid on the playground and you watched as teams were being picked for kickball. Remember that? For some of you, kickball was invented after you were in recess, but that's okay. I'm teasing. You know what? We've all been there when we're watching as teams are being picked. And I don't know if you were like me, but I I wasn't. I know this is, I know for those of you that know me, this is hard to believe now. Okay. I know it. But growing up, I wasn't as athletic and as amazing as I am now. Why do you laugh? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I remember growing up, my, my sisters, they tease me. They might, be, might even be watching online right now. But my, tis, my sisters, uh, they, their nickname for me all growing up was Kermit. They called me Kermit. They called me Kermit, or I won't repeat the other things they called me, but, but Kermit was one of the nicknames. And the reason was because my legs were, I was just, I was, I was skinny. I mean, you turned me sideways and you couldn't see me. And they would look and uh, make fun of my legs. Anytime I wear short, they would go, hey, Kermit. And so I'd turn back and say, Kermit Frog here, how can I help you? And I figured out how to do the accent just because if they're going to make fun of me, I'm going to dial right into it. But you know what? I remember growing up, being on the playground at recess, watching names be picked. I remember in third and fourth and fifth grade, standing there and watching as Logan got picked. Logan was the fastest kid. He was the fastest kid. I actually, I think in high school, Logan went on to just do some amazing things in, in running and track and things like that. I remember Logan would get picked. And then Seth, Seth was one of my good friends, but Seth would get picked because Seth played soccer. Well, any soccer player can play kickball. And then I'd watch as Zach got picked. Zach, he was, he was 6'1", in the fifth grade. Of course he's going to get picked. And then I would even be there as maybe third or fourth down the line. Many of you remember the Blims and Daniel, he would get picked. He was real athletic. But here I was, Kermit, still standing over there, not getting picked. Finally, it had come down to me and the kid with the broken leg and they'd pick the kid with the broken leg before me. <laughs> Finally, I'd sit on a team, I'd go to a team, and they'd start playing kickball. You know who usually maybe didn't get much in the game? Kermit. And I remember sitting there and thinking, man, I just wish I could play. Like, I, I wish I could get a chance. I wish I could be like, I wish I could. You ever been there where you watch a game or you watch a play or you watch a movie and and you think, I wish I could be there. I wish I could be in. Tonight, 
everything that we've heard. It's been the story of Jesus Christ. The story of prophecy. We saw it this morning if you were here in our service of Jesus being prophesied to a hopeless people at a time of, really a time of defeat. We listened to the prophecies. Not just the prophecies of the coming king who would rule and reign, but the prophecies of the coming Messiah who would be rejected. And that Messiah, Jesus Christ, you know the story, was not only prophesied about, but he was born into this world. We celebrate that on Christmas. That's what tonight is about. We heard the children tell it. Didn't they do a great job? Man, give the kids another hand that are in here. They did such a good job. And they had fun doing it. And they told us the story of, of the angel coming to Mary and, and then uh, the, the, the Siriri, king, king, governor, Siririris, and Siriri. Uh, and we, we heard all of that. We heard that they went to, uh, to be taxed, everyone into his own country, everyone to his own city. And there Mary and Joseph gave birth to a beautiful baby boy but wrapped up in those swaddling clothes, wrapped up in that flesh was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But he wasn't born to just stay a baby. No, Jesus was born to die. And he lived 33 years upon this earth as a perfect man. The Bible says that Jesus never Sinned. He never said a bad word, never had a bad thought. The Bible tells us that when Jesus Christ went to the cross, he didn't go to the cross for his sin. He went to the cross for your sin and for my sin. And we heard it tonight as it was being quoted that none are righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, we are, we are in our sin and we are born into sin. And that's why Jesus Christ had to come. He came and as God's perfect son, he laid his life down and he said, there's a price to be paid for your sin, but I'll pay it. You see, we know this statement, do the crime, do the time. As a sinner before God, we deserve hell. The word of God says it this way, that the wages of sin is death. We deserve to die because of our sin. And we deserve to be separated from God for all of eternity because of our sin. But Jesus stepped in and he said, I will die in your place. Jesus stepped in and he said, I love you too much to let you pay for your own sin, so I'll pay for it. And Jesus, as the only acceptable sacrifice, laid his life down upon a cross. And you've seen the t-shirt, this is how much I love you. When Jesus laid his arms out, they didn't have to hold him down to that cross. No, 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 my friend. The scripture says that he laid his life down and he did it for you and for me. For our sin, because our sin was going to separate us from God, the Bible says that God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Man, he died for you and he died for me. And you see, as we celebrate Christmas and that baby that's lying in a manger, we can't stop there. We have to go and celebrate a savior who is on a cross. But the story doesn't even end there, does it? Because three days later, the scripture tells us that they came to 
come to the tomb where he was and the angel said to him, what are you doing? What are you guys doing here? He's not here for he is risen as he said. You see, Jesus was crucified for our sin, but then he rose again from the dead to prove to you and to prove to me that he is God. To prove to you and to prove to me that he can be trusted. And so when we look at the story of Christmas, his story. We need to know that it's just not his story where we're on the outside wishing we could play. We need to know it's not just his story where he has this whole great scheme and this whole great plan that we look like a kid looking at recess saying, man, I I wish I could be in that. I wish that could be mine. No, 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 no. His story is an invitation to be a part of your story. As a matter of fact, we heard the verses earlier tonight, but the word of God says this in John chapter one and verses 11 down through verse number 13. John chapter one, verse 11 down through verse number 13, it says this, he came unto his own and his own, they received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, the fact of the matter is this morning or this evening that his story took place so that you and I could have a relationship with God. Hey, Jesus Christ was born into this world as a little baby so that he could be born into your life. And his story isn't a story set so that we could be on the outside looking in. His story is an invitation so that we could be on the inside celebrating with him. I know that I know that when we come to Christmas presentations, if you're like me, we come and we want to hear good music. I hope you've heard good music tonight. I hope it's been a blessing to you. We come and, you know, if you're a parent of a little kid, you come to laugh at them, you know, and and laugh with them. Man, they're so cute. And we come and, man, it's kind of the excitement of the season, right? Find a church, find a Christmas program that we can go to, like. But I'm afraid that in our modern day America, there's a lot of people that come to presentations like this and miss it. I just tell you tonight that it's not about the songs. It's not about Christmas lights. It's not about any person that stood up here and sang or the piano that was played. No, it's a Christmas presentation presenting Jesus Christ. Because the fact of the matter is this. Every single person will spend eternity somewhere. And you were not created You were, listen, you were not created to spend eternity separated from God. God desires that you would have a relationship with him. That's why he was born, to invite you to have a relationship with God. You say, well, I go to church, Pastor Dennis. Ah, Going to church won't give you a relationship with God. Won't give you forgiveness. 
Well, pastor, I've been baptized. Hey, baptismal waters, they can't make you right with God. Ah, but pastor, I grew up in this church and we believe this. And my, my bishop told me, my, my pastor told me, my priest told me, listen, I'm a pastor and I'll tell you right here, I can't get you to heaven. I wish I could. I, I wish I could make the choice for somebody. Like, yes, you can go. I, I know you don't even know you want to yet, but you're going. Like, I wish I could do that, but I can't. No. The only way, listen, the only way that a person can spend eternity in heaven, the only way that an individual can have a relationship with God is by believing upon Jesus Christ. Jesus said it this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's all wrapped up in him. Jesus, in quoting in John 3, he said these words, you know the verses, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. But listen to the verses right after it. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, through Jesus, God's son, might be saved. He that believeth on Jesus is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Later, Jesus would say it this way, if you have me, you have relationship with God and you have forgiveness of sins and you have eternal life. But if you don't have me, you don't have a relationship with God, you don't have forgiveness of sins and you don't have eternal life. You see, Jesus Christ was born in that manger so that he could be born into your life. His story happened so he could be a part of your story. He didn't do all of this so you could be on the outside looking in. No, no, no. He did all of this and then he picked you first. He picked everyone first. No one comes in second with God. No one, no one is a second-rate person in God's eyes. God doesn't love you less than he loves the person next to you. And he doesn't love you more than he loves the person next to you. No, no, no. He so loved the world. That's all of creation. Every single one of us, God loved us enough that he was born, lived a perfect life, laid his life down on a cross, and then rose again from the dead to prove that he could be trusted. And so tonight, as we hear his story, I just want to ask you this question. Listen, is he in your story? Is he a part of your story? Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor Dennis? I mean, has there been a time in your life when you asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin, to come into your life and save you? Has there been a time in your life when you realized my church can't get me to heaven, my baptism can't get me to heaven, my, my good works can't get me to heaven? No, the only place that I know that I can put my trust that'll get me to heaven is in the person of Jesus Christ. Hey, have you made the decision to receive Jesus Christ into your life? Because if you haven't, I give to you the invitation that Jesus gives that the girl's just saying about, come. Well, what does it take? I, I got to be a member of the church. No. I got to give an offering. No. The Bible simply says it this way. 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A few verses before it, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What does that mean? It just simply means I receive Jesus Christ into my life by asking. By asking him to forgive me of my sin and to come into my life and to save me. I wonder tonight, have you made that decision? Have you chosen in your life to receive Jesus Christ into your life? Is he in your life? Is he in your story? Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.